0: The opinions expressed are those of the show hosts and may not necessarily be of any company in which the show hosts may represent. The Security Box, Podcast 137. What is going on with Sam these days? Recorded Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Security Box, Podcast 137. This podcast is still ticking, and ticking very strongly with this episode. Why? Well, it seems like Sandworm isn't done. They may have taken a break, but according to an article sent this year to TSB's list, they're back, and they're still dangerous. We'll tell you about it, if you've not seen the article sent through from Cyberscoop. We've got some news, notes, the landscape, and a complete moron, which is not TikTok for a chain. It's a well-known supermarket chain in some parts of the country. Besides this, moron, there may be more. So stay tuned to see exactly how many morons we've got. We'll also see what else people have in regards to the landscape as well. The podcasted edition, which was taped on Wednesday... March 29th is coming right up. My customer list is while I'm waiting for potential customers. Welcome to Jared's shop. May I take your order for a username and password? The sign says Jared's shop. It said nothing about usernames and passwords. Yes sir, usernames, passwords, credit card information, all sorts of breach data. You name it, you've got it here at Jared's shop. Well, that sounds lovely, but I really only wanted to pick up a USB drive. Well, sorry sir, but the USB drives come with all sorts of data. All for sale right here. Right now. At the asking price price, of at least $100. $100. Well, USB drives start at least at 10 bucks. I need a USB drive so that I can store some data on it of my own, such as audiobook audio, audio files, audio from, files, from, files the library, from the library, library. Maybe, some, maybe some backups some of, backup, of some backup, other, backup, other stuff. And if need be, I'd like to be able to send some stuff to some people and they only have the capacity of receiving them through flash drives so I need blank ones. ones. ones.
1: ones. ones.
2: ones. ones.
0: Well, sorry sir, but we don't have any blank flash drives here. If we did, whatever you wanted from usernames, passwords, and more can be put on these drives But at a premium cost. Sorry, sir, I'm not interested in that. I'll just have to find another shop. Welcome to the Security Box.
2: The Security Box with Jared Primer on KKNX.
0: All right, folks. Welcome to the Security Box. I am Jared Reimer. Welcome aboard to the program. If you want to join me on Clubhouse, you may. The links are tweeted and mastodoned. and once we have people in the room that want to come up then I will put everybody on air but for the moment Clubhouse is not on air hopefully Nick will join us uh, shortly I did ping him a little while ago but he might not be available at the moment and that's okay We at least have one moron, and no, it's not going to be TikTok, although I was up on KNX this morning just looking at the news, because I know we've had a lot of rain, and I want to sort of check in and see what's going on. Well, I didn't read those articles. They did have a very interesting TikTok article, which of course they write for news, and it was written a little differently, but had an interview which I didn't catch on the printed version. But uh, we can talk about that. I think I see Nick. So I will push some buttons. so that he can assist me. Um, And now we can push some buttons and put Clubhouse on the air. Good morning, Santa Barbara. Good morning! Well, uh, did you get a chance to read? And I know that you don't have the text version, but the text version does include news and links to stuff, so it's over 4,000 characters, just because of the way that I did everything. But we did do the news section in the text file of everything, at least linked to some items that could be talked about, Um, but of course we do it openly, Um, it rained a while ago, and the sun actually peaked a couple of hours ago, Uh, what's it like besides it being in the 40s here in Woodland Hills?
1: Um, Well, I mean, it's kind of the same, we're not really that warm either.
0: Because I saw it was like 48 degrees, and then it was gonna be 47, and then it was. i like, okay, fine. I'm just gonna be cold. That's okay. So, did you get a chance to read the show notes while I was at the dentist getting a couple of uh, fillings redone and uh, practically biting my lip yesterday?
1: oh wow um, unfortunately no yeah. however I did start
0: sandworm and our topic is sandworm so uh, yes <laughs> but you remember the article and, and uh, you like pinged and said yes this one And um, I do
1: remember that yes
0: What did you think of the article?
1: Well, that is a very serious threat we have to deal with. And I mean, even though I'm not too far into it, I mean, this is really, this is fairly ominous, some of the things that are in there, because it actually made me think of, Zero day again. It's like, oh my gosh, this is actually that being implemented. Holy crap!
0: Yeah, book related, yes. Uh, And and I am gonna start the discussion with my book review. Yeah. That I wrote on the blog. So, um, I am gonna read that in, in its entirety because I think it leads into. Sandworm altogether. That's why the notes are so long. Is because I thought maybe it would be a good idea to read my review of Sandworm and then yeah. go from there. Good idea. So that's what we're going to do.
1: Good idea.
0: So. Um. Let's see. So, do we want to do morons of the podcast or some news? Oh, I think we should do
1: morons of the podcast.
0: Okay. Um. Then let me drag my device over here. I am gonna send it back because they finally responded. And they wanted logs and things and I pretty much told ben, them, lock. you know, that Messages it crashes. Now.
2: Tiffany Kim, log.
0: And so they want to make sure it's not hardware related. I completely understand their rationale. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not angry, but it's like I already spent a bunch of money on this, and I think what I'm gonna do when I send them or when I send it is I'm gonna um. Cause it looks like my bottom left foot is indented too, um, and they never did. I don't know if they they didn't quite do something about that. So I'm gonna make sure that um, that uh, UPS um, do, um, notates that in a note somewhere. Like, can you like put in the notes? Like, can can we like? do something so that they're aware of because I notified them about that before but um, maybe I'll type up something and I will send it to them um, and say I'm on the way so um, I'll be there within the hour print this document and um We'll, we'll just go from there. But anyway, um, let's do morons. And I, I for, for for once, in, and I was talking about this article I spotted on KX in regards to TikTok uh, today, actually. Um, it talks about how a psychologist One notification is saying, and, and One it notification. links Messages. to now. a it links to a uh, psychologist interview saying that um, I guess there was another t- uh, TikTok challenge dealing with a bucket and apparently somebody died. They they filmed this th- deal. It's like they put this bucket on somebody's head and uh, filmed the whole ordeal and somebody went to the hospital and I, kn- I haven't read any further, but it's like, you know, I, it's not just tiktok t- tiktok's problem and i've been saying even if we ban tiktok it's not going to solve anything because they're just going to you know start doing this on other social media it's a bigger problem but today's topic today's morons aren't tiktok so that's going to be interesting so uh, let's talk about uh, one particular grocery chain and uh, talk about a security nightmare. Real created. This
2: will be fun.
0: Yes. A. M. No kidding.
2: 8, 11,
0: 17 a.m. 11:18 a.m. Speaking of morons, I mean, we've talked about TikTok and their moronic Spring activity, lock. but now it's becoming more than just TikTok.
1: Oh. And the moronic things that are being done are just mind blowing. Especially. (laughs) At best.
0: Yes. (laughs) So, uh, this. So we're following a new. Um. A feed called Data Breaches. They write their articles like we do, although I don't really like the way the RSS is done. It seems like it's one big blob instead of, you know, like paragraph style. But maybe they're doing something different. But anyway, this is where this particular moron came from. Yes. <laughs> And I am going to send those things that are of value because they do cover breaches and things. And I'm like, okay, I'm not sending this one because it's mainly outside the U.S. because I could send all the all of them, but it's I'm trying to pick those that are big. So here we go. Kroger, you get the moron of the podcast this time. There's an article which will be linked to The blog which we blogged talking about this story, which came from the folks at Data Breaches. Now, here's the thing at least 82,000 people were notified about this after their prescription service was breached. what about the rest of your stores and services star 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 yeah I actually wrote it that way on purpose because there's really no way to really cover this because it's I mean you send your prescriptions through the mail okay fine But what are you doing with the data? Right. And this goes into my whole ordeal. I think you've seen the blog where we've talked about these companies just hanging on to data for God knows how long. Does it do anything to have the business operate? I've talked about how I used to hold on to data, but now I don't have to hold on to it. It's somebody else's problem. Right. And I never wanted that form of data anyway. And it was basically like, well, we're trying to prevent fraud. Okay, fine. But that database never was on the Internet. And I made sure of that. I understood that early Even well before I got into the security um, ordeal. It was just something I didn't... I mean, this was well before Dropbox and Google Drive and, you know, the things we have today. Right. So it had to be an Excel spreadsheet. That wasn't my problem. It was, what was I going to do with it to make sure that your data did not... Fall into the wrong hands. Like, I'm not putting this up on the internet. So, Kroger, uh, have fun, because you're at least the first moron of the podcast. Alright, my phone is ringing, but that is just going to be the way it is. I think I know who's calling, but they probably forgot that I'm doing the show at the moment, but so that's okay. So Nick, you have one that you uh, wanted to uh, have me cover actually as a matter of fact there's a second
1: one that I just thought of and this was one that you posted I think it was Monday night but yes yes there was um, another which I also wrote up yes so this second award will be shared between two morons congratulations two, two of them Yes, there are two in this group. Congratulations, Nicholas Seriolo and Sagar Stephen Singh for hacking into the DEA, that being the Drug Enforcement Administration Portal, and extorting slash impersonating government employees. Way to go. Just way to go. You, I hope you enjoy your arrest because it is certainly well-earned, and all I can say is you've earned it. So shall I read
0: it? Yes, give him a hand. That's right. So, so shall right. I read what I wrote? Go ahead. Okay. Just to add insult to injury, <laughs> I will read this. Yes. (laughs) Two United States men were responsible for hacking in to a DEA online portal. Krebs on Security has this article and will be blogging this one. The paragraph that is the heart of the award is this. Quote, Prosecutors for the Eastern District of New York today... Unsealed criminal complaints against Sagar Stephen Singh, aka Weep, W-E-E-P a 19 year old from Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and Nicholas Sorello 25 of Queens, New York, who allegedly went by the handles convict and
1: ominous. <laughs> well, at least he knew what was going to happen to him. How how perfect, how appropriate.
0: <laughs> There's much more, so make sure you check the blog. We'll also <coughs> add this to the text version of the show notes which will be going to the RSS and blog. Congratulations again, gentlemen. Those are the two scheduled, but go ahead, Nick. Uh, Who else? So there's an unscheduled... Dr
1: Rakesh Patel who's inform who um who has had information about his patients leaked in a data breach but has decided from what we can see and what we've read so far to do nothing about it.
0: Oh, him. I read that and I thought I was gonna crap to death. Yes.
1: And considering that he And is, that came from
0: Data Preaches.
1: Yes, it did. And considering that he's a psychiatrist from what I remember, that's... Extremely personal and confidential information.
0: So. And on top of that, uh, HIPAA violations. All, can you can you can you just uh, say HIPAA violations all over? Oh, absolutely. All sorts. Absolutely. Yeah, that was. Uh, I read that and I'm like, really? Wow, you're so, kidding me, right? Yeah. So, and apparently he's been in business for as long as we've been alive. Seems like it. Yes,
1: I don't remember the exact year, but yes, he's been in business for a while. So, way to go, Doctor Patel.
0: Wow. I could easily add that to the list, but we're going to have to block this one. Yes. Okay. Who else? Um... Not
1: sure that I really saw a whole lot of morons. I mean, there was a lot of other interesting news, but I think those were the big ones.
0: Speaking of news, go for it. I have some items listed in this section that might be talked about, but I'm not going to bring them up. We'll let the audience bring up the news. So. What found you of interest in the news, Mr. Jackson? Okay, first off, how about the UK
1: setting up a fake DDoS for hire site that actually catches cyber criminals? That, I thought, was a
0: very
2: creative approach to this. I yeah, thought now. so,
0: too. And Krebs also Three has more. an article that I spotted, was it yesterday or today, that I'll be uh, sending. So um, we'll just blog it as a separate. I said, I know we covered this before, all right. But here's another article which was w- well written about it. Um, about this, but yes, Krebs also wrote about that, but yeah, that was a great find. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now that has to go in into the moron section just because oh, right. we, we've talked about Booter and Stressor Services. Yes. In, in an earlier podcast. And uh now the at least in the in London anyway, uh, they've set up something more long term, and uh, you don't know who's behind it and uh, who's collecting data and uh, sending it over to uh, places and having you picked up. Because the US apparently, from the article I did blog, uh, did um, set one up at least for a little while but i think this this one in the uk is going to be sort of long term from what i gathered from the article we read anyway yeah so great jobs guys signing up for this uk uh site or any other ones that could be ran by any government if you get arrested you will definitely get the morons of the podcast exactly what else friend how about
1: this isn't maybe something that a lot of us would ever use but how about the vulnerability that commando wrote up in the windows
0: snipping tool Yes, that was interesting.
1: And sadly given Definitely Interesting. Given what it does, essentially allows, if exploited, someone to see the parts of a photo that were supposed to be cropped out for privacy purposes. Um I am actually kind of surprised that that's coming to light now. I mean, I would think that that would have been something that we heard about a lot earlier. That just seems so basic, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. But that was, I mean, for somebody who's, you know, working on photos and... For them to get the original shot, which they wanted to take out because it could give you away, because that's what photos do. Mm hmm. Uh, that's a serious bug. Yes. Speaking of bugs, this will be posted later because I did that on purpose. Today, I read an article about Windows Defender I've been I've been bashing them for a long time. I don't think it's worth anything and they hardly do anything to protect us. But the article you guys will be spotting later talks about how Windows Defender is now doing what we would call in this industry false positives. Oh, great. So, marking URLs as malicious when they are not. I'm sorry, but I've never seen them do any of that. In fact, I've saved files on purpose. And it never picked it up. So, I don't think Windows Defender is worth anything. But I will give Microsoft credit because they know of the issue of it going rogue, as the article calls it, and they are looking to mitigate the problem. So thank you, Microsoft, for understanding. It can happen to any antivirus product, as I wrote in the article, which will be posted later. And let's move forward. Let's see what other. So that was that article. Yeah. Go on through and let uh, let us know what else caught your attention. I haven't posted anything. Um. So, oh, oh, we need to cover this. I just remembered the top article on the blog, Max Steeler. Oh, Max Steeler, that is correct.
1: Did you read it? Yes, I did read that.
0: And, and while I deal with this text, why don't you talk about it? Because I thought it was interesting, although it's got a double-edged sword. But go ahead, please. Right, so... A lot of times when
1: we talk about malware... It tends to be on the Windows side, but not to worry. Mac users, you are not being left out because there is a piece of malware out there called Mac Stealer that will steal your credit cards, passwords, and other data that is saved within Chrome and they are working, unfortunately, on how to get that out of Safari. However, unlike a lot of these pieces of malware, this one is something that many of us can avoid if we don't do one specific thing. And I'll have to go pull that up to tell you what that is.
0: While he's doing that... What did you think of that article as I'm looking at potentials? I, I mean I did put some things that could be talked about, but what did you think about those fifty five vulnerability article that I posted some time back? Which one? The fifty five vulnerabilities. Oh Ooh Yes. And all of them being zero days. That's
1: that is definitely worth it, I think.
0: Mood out of the way. 55 vulnerabilities tracked in 2022. And these are zero days. Wow. There was a whole list of them.
1: Okay, here we go. I've pulled up Our good friend Max Steeler.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was. uh, I I just had to blog that. I'm like, really? It actually does take from from Safari already, and it takes from iCloud Keychain. It does. It takes, and it takes files including Word documents, text files. JPG image files and uh, exfiltrates your data. Yes,
1: but unlike a lot of these pieces of (coughs) malware that come through phishing attacks and that are things that a lot of us, even those of us who have been in this industry for a while may fall prey to, this one most of you probably will be able to avoid unless you download an app called Weed that has a marijuana icon because this is apparently how the Max Stealer malware has been distributed.
0: Yes. I do remember that and... Um... I'm like, that's got to be a nice uh, reference.
1: My question is, why would you be downloading that app anyway? What does it do, supposedly?
0: Um, And where are you downloading it from? Right. It doesn't say, if I remember correctly.
1: I don't think so. And why do you need it?
0: <laughs> yeah, this is this is interesting. And speaking of interesting, what did you think of that that opinion piece about TikTok? Not making a great case for itself. I have to
1: agree. I don't think they made a great case for themselves at all. And I think, if anything, they've made people even more uneasy and less sympathetic.
0: Because I read that entire piece, and I'm like, really? Project Texas yeah really yeah speaking of Chinese-owned
1: companies there was another news article that caught my attention that app Pinduoduo that Google removed from the Google Play Store
0: oh That Yes, that. Nice going. Yeah.
1: But, again, it just reiterates the point. Now. Team call, Wednesday, March 29. Screen lock. You don't no. download from third-party app stores, which is the vast majority of where the malware that it was distributing and executing three notifications originating.
2: Mess- three notifications
1: messages
0: lock. you're getting blown up over there just like I am huh yes <sighs> so speaking of news I don't know if you read this one did you read the article where three hundred and six thousand out of four hundred and seventy six thousand uh, domains to access misspelled words? Reported Mentions. as Fishing.
1: Oh, my. According to the yes. report. Yes, I did read that. Oh, that's, that's really not encouraging. Not encouraging and at all.
0: guess which company was responsible for these?
1: Hmm... I'm going to take a wild guess that it's our wonderful, but is it, Freenom?
0: Ding, 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 ding. Can we hand them an award, please? I
1: most certainly can.
0: I don't know if we talked about it but they're now in some deep trouble because they there it's are five major TLD or or what the, what's known as um, uh, cTLDs these are country codes so cCTLDs yep that are free to get they don't require any personal information according to discussion I've seen and these are the five where these phishing attacks are coming from. <clears throat> and apparently they're not um, allowing people to register them anymore. Um, <clears throat> but they're still uh, selling your typical.com.net.org domains. I would stay away from them if I were you. I would not trust them with any of my personal information Credit card, PayPal. Well, PayPal, okay, fine, but you know, credit card, nothing.
2: No, no, no. no.
0: Um, uh, Freedom. You, you definitely need an award. Mm-hmm. This is like, as I, as I love to say, it's because I'm trying to keep this clean. Uh, this is beyond repair. And then finally, my once-in-a-while Facebook uh, ordeal. Now I don't pu- I don't blame this DJ. They're trying to do what they think is right. Mm-hmm. But how many of you remember Podcast Thirty Nine? When we happen to have Q-Link wireless in our news notes segment, when I used to write out the news notes. Maybe a few of you?
1: I haven't seen that one, but I did search it, and I did
0: find material about it. Well, I know there's at least because I I was talking to somebody about it when I was when they called me and I was trying to do a bunch of stuff and uh, I was telling them about the podcast and maybe they're listening and they were part of that particular program. You should, I think you have t, I think you have that in your folder. Thirty nine. I think I do. I think I do. Uh, You should listen to it. And uh, let me know what you think in a future date. But uh, apparently they're still advertising on Facebook because uh, the particular person liked it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, I'm not gonna trash them because they, you know, liking something that is of value and it is of value for those who can't afford cell phone service. I completely understand. I'm not against getting free phone service. I'm not. But what about your data? What about what you do on that phone? Where is it going? And I'm no, and in no way am I saying that Q Link is similar to China or Russia? I don't think they would be that bad, because if they were, we would know about it already. Oh, we would. So don't think for one minute that I am trashing them, because I think it's a company that's worth having notification. around. notification.
2: MLB. Now. Anything can happen. Here is keycap one. Great known for every team. but Wednesday. Wednesday.
0: Screen log. Speaking of MLB, I got an email. The baseball schedule is now available in Braille. Um, it's up in my wish list and I'll be recording that for Livewire later um, so that they can get their schedules but uh, looks like for those who are um, going to be getting braille schedules you will be getting them soon and uh, we thought we weren't going to have them in time but uh, that's another story season starts on the 30th this year tomorrow which is tomorrow on taping day isn't that something yeah wow and you get a free phone where you can do anything you want with it just like you would with the paid plans And I hope Q-Link has solved their problem that we covered way back in 2020, because if somebody tells me that they haven't, then we've got problems. Yes. Actually, it says 2021 in my notes, so excuse me, 2021. 2021.
1: But still, they've had two years.
0: I have two more items. Unless you have any more. Okay. I want to see if you have any more. And if any listener does, email imessage j-a-r-e-d-r-i-m-e-r at 986themix.com Text or WhatsApp, Um, 804-442-6975. WhatsApp me, text me, let me know what has interested you on the blog. Uh, I want to let Nick um, go first, and then um, there are a couple of items. One very glaring, actually as I continue to do research. But we will talk more about that. But Nick, uh, you first. Anything else?
1: Okay, one I just ran across again that I remember reading. Some of Twitter's source code has apparently been leaked.
0: It was leaked. It's no longer available, according to the article. But... uh, Twitter's now looking to see who did it. Um, They have a subpoena into GitHub, the uh, repository that was used in this. What could go wrong for putting source code up?
1: Oh. Oh, gee. I mean, oh, nothing I can see. Oh, well, except maybe... uh Competitors can steal it from you and maybe not so nice people and entities can use it in ways that you never imagined.
0: And remember my opinion piece, is Twitter dying? (laughs) Oh, yep. Brian Krebs actually um, (laughs) put up a an image of an email where he tagged it saying, you have 139 uh, notifications. And his response was, nope. <laughs> 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 Hello, Brian. <laughs> I don't blame you, Brian. I think once once Tweez Cake and, uh, quits going uh, quits working then uh, i think uh we're done with twitter too uh, probably i must so. keep it around for metro alerts but i'm not going to be you know i mean i did get dlvr back up and running with it it finally decided to play nice but once it dies for good uh then that's it I, i'm not i'm not paying for it and apparently um we must put out the word that on April 1st, if you were verified, uh, you you won't be on April 1st. And it's it's not an April Fool's joke. At least, we don't think it is. I got it from a reputable source, and I did spot it on, on data breaches, but I knew I already covered it, but Somehow, I don't think this is an April Fool's joke. Although, if it is an April Fool's joke, it's probably the worst one you can ever have because Saturday will be April 1st. And um, remember, they said we were supposed to lose API access on February 13th right after the Super Bowl. Well, first it was April 9th, and then they moved it because of the Super Bowl. Well, we haven't lost it yet. So I might be able to call Bull. But apparently, if two sources are reporting the same thing, I'm not calling bull. At least, not until it comes and, pe- and goes with right. uh, article stating, "Well, they said this, but it hasn't happened yet." Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. So until that happens, um, I'm not going to call bull.
1: Oh, our good friends at TikTok are in the news again from what I just saw. In that they have pixels. Just what we need.
0: (laughs) Did you like the way I wrote that up? And guess where I saw that?
1: (laughs) I thought that was a commando thing.
0: It was did you read it i did it's actually a kim and kim actually had a five uh things uh article about about tiktok and why you need and she's still telling people get it off your phone yeah and once you get it off your phone reset it to factory default Uh, you know michael and i were actually talking about tiktok and um he was you know telling me that the news is pretty much saying all the news is saying is that it's a national security risk and they aren't telling you why they're just saying you know they they had these hearings because you know the government's saying it's a secure uh, it's a national security risk but they're not going into any detail apparently from what michael's telling me and so again I say why are you listening to n- to the news to get tech news? Right. I mean I did find that little article I found on KNX interesting, don't get me wrong. But I'm trying I was trying to spot to see if Terry made it cuz he did tell me he was here last week but and he raised his hand, but I, I told him we didn't see him at all, so don't know, um, but I don't see him now, and I know he was going to go s- shortly anyway, but anyway, uh, I just found that interesting, that the news is just, all they're saying is, uh, they're a national security risk, and uh, that's, and that's pretty much life. all they're saying, I, yeah. Yeah. We've gotten more from Kim than we've gotten from your local news source.
1: Much more.
0: So. Okay. Is there anything else? Because I do have two more items that I would like to bring up. But before He's, we do that, let's make sure that you don't have anything else that you spotted in the last week or so that yes. you would like to uh...
1: There was one I spotted this morning. It was a Cyber scoop post about CISA, uh, essentially Warning: Their budget is in any way cut. We will be back to a "quote-unquote" pre-solar winds world.
0: But we're already there, and oh yes, that I did have that post this morning, and that doesn't honestly matter because Sisa tells us to do, but they don't. And I'm talking and, about the government. So I, I've got a lot to say about it. So be prepared when I get around to blogging at some point today.
1: And my issue, my beef with them is, I've seen that with every organization. Every government entity says, if you cut our budget, oh, the world will end. Rivers will flow backwards. Cows will die.
0: Yeah, rivers are going to flow backwards. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) They'll stop serving french fries at McDonald's.
0: (laughs) Whatever, whatever, um, what are those, uh, those, we won't be able to serve shamrock shakes anymore because, uh, uh the shamrock went backwards. <laughs> <laughs> because the shamrock was what we supported and that's what we funded in this
1: budget. And if you cut our budget the shamrock will be gone.
0: <laughs> permanently. Yes. <laughs> Actually she does have a point though. You know, they've been doing a lot they they redesigned their email list. They're actually, you know, sending emails about each and every item, you know, that could be patched. You know, we haven't right. covered them, but, you know, I do get email, you know, about various different products and things. And so they have tried to get us notified of things that do need patching and, and you know, their outreach is, is great. You know, I subscribe to that email list. Um, it's... it's um, delivered through government delivery it's gov delivery it's a it's an email list management software um Mm -hmm. you know they they've got good pr you know it's like hey we are aware of this um this is what you can do and what you should do and you know they're a nice public entity but and there was an article that i did spot about them within the last 5 years it was like how's sister done in the last 5 years and you know they're a good public entity but they're not they're like everybody else they tell you what to do but uh, how much do you want to bet that they haven't done <laughs>
1: right probably over half <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I'm not trying to bash them at all because <coughs> uh, I think Jen Easterly is well in her right I mean very qualified so
1: and it isn't just them it's a government wide problem
0: at least here in the states I don't know about other governmental agencies but at least here in the US they don't do They'll tell right. us we have to, but they don't. Maybe Sisa does. Mm-hmm. As an agency. <clears throat> and them telling us that we should is a good thing. But what about the rest of the governmental agencies?
1: Right.
0: Just saying. Yeah, I, I, I've got a lot to say. I did read that and I'm like, you're I mean, Jen, you're a nice girl, but this is our PR. This is all PR stuff. Right. Yeah. So what else?
1: Let's see, I've got it pulled up, so. Let's see what.
0: Bring on through to the other side, time to switch pages. (laughs) Okay, that was a bad song, but I couldn't resist.
1: That's alright.
0: Oh man. If you wanna follow me on Mastodon, you can do so by following J R I M E R two thousand twenty-three at Tweezcake T W E E S E cake dot social. And if you wanna follow the mix, our parent channel for the security box, it's nine eight six the mix at the same domain. So nine eight six the mix at Tweezcake.social. <clears throat> You'll get some of the tech news that we may we may talk about. Um, I didn't put Cyber Scoop in the mix because Cyber Scoop posts a lot, mm-hmm. and I don't want to post government stuff over there. I want to just mainly focus that on tech. So, uh, although the, Cyber Scoop covers government and technology, but I decided not to have Cyber Scoop go over there. I Makes thought that sense. was a good decision. You might have to go to a second page, uh, Nick, because I've been I've been blogging and trying to keep up. All right,
1: let's yes,
0: I know see I've got them. Sans news bites to post, but uh, I've been uh, there was a couple of days I was gone, so still haven't quite caught caught up yet. I'm trying. Well,
1: just a little tiny side note nvda twenty twenty three point one is released
0: yes that's what i want to talk about okay and i also want to talk about a little bit of android news and maybe i have actually not surprised but um when we did start posting about twenty twenty three point one we started to get some uh responses and uh, one of our um own in this community who is a musician um said um i just speak things into being i said when i started nvda that i wanted this feature and in a few months uh it's here the world works in mysterious ways and i sent him my january blog post where i outlined the overall problem wow remember that January blog post been a while but I believe I do yes you can search it out you can search NVDA and it'll bring it right up for you but that blog post talks about how Jaws at least of my knowledge was the only reader that had a way to bring up a link i.e. you could sit on a click here link and you w- wouldn't know where it goes you used to be able on windows I used to hit alt windows s and n get that because it would be on your status bar but things changed and at broke and i happen to find that keystroke by mistake by hitting insert space uh h um you know to get help and um i uh, typed in you know links and it said that you could press insert f1 for the you know, while you're on a link you can get context sensitive help it'll give you a link and it'll even tell you you know you could press enter on it and um, the help even said use this command you know to learn where a link is going to prevent phishing
2: Mm-hmm.
0: well then I started wondering well what does NVDA have I use it but I'm not I don't use it every day, and I know a bunch of people do. Well, they didn't have anything. Until March 27th. March 27th was the day that NVDA 2023.1 was released and you now have a keystroke to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Nice convenient one too. It is, it is now insert K to get the link spoken to you and I believe if you have Braille, it will flash on your display. you can hit the command twice so insert KK and it will bring it up in a dialog box similar to JAWS when I tested it I said maybe you want to put something in there for pressing escape and they said uh, you know most people know that I'm like what about new users who don't know how to use this thing you know, Jaws, you know, even says at the end of their dialogues, press escape to Press angry. escape, yep. Yep. So, I don't know if they have done that, but it does work as advertised? Yes, it does. I just tried it
1: on your site, and it uh, showed me a link to... Like, it gave the text, like, the actual address of... The link to a comments section on the NVDA
0: 2023.1 article. But that's exactly what it's supposed to do.
1: Yep, that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying it works as advertised.
0: But sit down, Nick, because we have to start all over again. Oh no. No. According, to, um, according to Andre Lewis, who I did end up asking, he indicates to me that as far as he is aware, Android does not have this capability. Either through a gesture, like a double tap and hold for a menu, and then selecting something, or through the keyboard like ios does he did say that you know a vo shift u works with a keyboard connected and i said yes we do know about that one what to my knowledge he says there is dot ios does not have one either unless the bluetooth keyboard's connected in which case VL shift U will read it out. He's correct. I am not in a position to test this at the moment, but I think that's what it is. There's no on-screen gesture to do this... same action. Okay,
3: so... And then...
0: Um... He did say, Because I did ask him whether there was, you know, like a double tap and hold. But he says, not really sure. You can copy what is currently in focus with three-finger double tap. Whether that copies links or not, you have to find out. I'm sure you could get the talk- with the talkback documentation to be certain. And that's something I'm going to have to try and search out if I can. So, here we go again.
1: I really hope so, because... We already have enough reasons to dislike Android. I mean, as, it, as of last year, what is it? We had 300 and some odd number of apps that were in the Google Play Store that were malicious, that were affecting, you guessed it, Android.
0: And, okay, so here's the other thing. I don't think any any of them mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know how they really get in to your system?
1: Oh, good point. No.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you. Through the accessibility hook. They oh abuse gosh. the privileges of your accessibility hook to get full access to your system without you having to do a thing. <laughs> what? How do you think talkback and voiceover and such work? They have extreme privileges. They are given by default. I am at a loss for words right now. If you don't believe me, search for um, Android accessibility, I think. And it might come up for you, where and where several apps were um, abusing this. If this is true yeah which I know I know we've covered Android overlay and accessibility features leave millions at risk Two features feature, Researchers warn that two features not flaws in Android can't be used to open devices up to attack. Why isn't that well Google lovely? is finally doing something about these malicious apps. Google is banning this top popular type app of app from the Play Store, is the article title. Search Android accessibility.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I wrote about banking uh, I wrote about accessibility being used specific, specifically getting out malware Michael Tennessee sent me a Dan uh, an article from Dan Gooden although I, I just realized I misspelled it which not only uses accessibility features but an overlay on top of it for uh, cryptocurrency Apps. I only—I almost fell out of my chair when I saw there was another application that abused accessibility. An Android user will want to read the article so you make sure you don't get hit with this one. All right. So, yeah, there's a couple of them. Android overlay and accessibility was uh, technology.jarenreimer.net 2017-05-26. And Google finally doing something is 2020 uh, 2020 to 426. But you can search uh, Android accessibility for it. But it sounds like there will be another post dealing with Android accessibility, which will be added to that when when you search for it. But uh, And there may be other articles that might feature Android, and that's only because we can't do um, explicit matching. So there might be stuff in that search that doesn't apply. It's but possible. You can search for it and peruse the article, you know, the items and make sure you find what is of interest. From that search because it'll put android and it'll put accessibility it'll find things that match so yeah it sounds like android does not have a a keystroke or a even a command for users to do that very important thing yes Yeah. Your package will be delivered Tuesday, I actually just ordered some stuff, so that's now what I'm it which is good. Yep, I actually, yeah, I uh, I needed I, my, the maid while she was here actually reminded me that I needed something. It's like, "Yes, I know, but I forgot." And so I thought about it this morning and placed another order. And so I okay. will be getting that this next week nice i don't know i i think that has to end the news that is beyond repair like what what are we gonna like how am i gonna contact you know uh the folks that talk back and tell them what a danger they are to <sighs> not uh, to not have anything
1: no we actually have something equally beyond repair Specifically for our New Zealand and Australian listeners.
0: How about... Does this company... Hold hold on. Does this company require a moron? And yes, I know where you're going, but uh, do they they require a moron?
1: You know, I was torn on that. Uh, But the more I think about it, just the way they are dealing with it, yes. They absolutely do require a moron of the podcast.
0: All right. I will bring it up. You talk about it. Well,
1: as we are getting ready to give them this most wonderful award, congratulations to Kiwi Bank and Latitude Lending, which is an well, a part of that company that provides. I don't, I don't,
0: I'm not so sure if they're part of the company. They use them to oh, lend, right. but both right. are, are separate entities. But the, yes. but the, uh, I don't blame Kiwi Bank per se for this, but go ahead.
1: Mm hmm. So there has been a massive, massive, Data breach, which has involved the theft of addresses, the images of driver's licenses, and a lot of other information, which, according to one victim in the article, is more than enough to cause major. Havoc, and identity theft.
0: And it's everything. Yes. Everything. And it's New Zealand and Australia. And uh, one of my former guys who actually responded, he's like, "I'm, I'm not with Kiwi Bank because their CAPTCHA isn't even accessible
1: Ah, you're kidding I didn't think we still had that as a problem in 2023
0: you would think but he's mentioned that he's not a customer of theirs because they now if you're a Kiwi Bank customer you're fine but if you ever took out a loan through Kiwi Bank yes through Latitude Lending these guys yep You are what I would call S.O.L. And they're still trying to figure out how many customers are. Although I do have to give them credit. These guys will pay for document replacements. They will pay for other things because of this. So they they are actually doing something that most of these other companies don't do after a breach correct And so I will give them credit
1: I mean one of the things that's kind of standard is that they're offering suppressions aka credit freezes here in the US but
0: you do have a point they are actually going to help you replace any documents that need to be replaced They will pay for that. Yes. That was the first I've ever seen. And I, I do want to make it known that that is awesome. But this lending company, not necessarily Kiwi. <laughs> yep,
1: Latitude Lending. Must
0: Deserve the A moron of the of podcast. The podcast. <sighs> <sighs> and and we don't even know how many customers that's gonna affect right wow well it's been news filled uh, and we're not done because this uh Sandworm thing is well yeah. worth news. Yes. But before we do that, is there any final things that uh, have come across your desk?
1: Those I think were the most pressing.
0: Please come join us on the Security Box email list where we post articles. You can talk about your thoughts on them, and maybe it might make us consider putting the article on as part of topics. And yes, I plan to put some more rooms up. I have plenty of others that we haven't had rooms for, but... Join us over there by sending a blank email to TheSecurityBox-Subscribe at 986themix.com Follow any prompts you get by email and you'll be on and you can post articles and and, uh, communicate with us. And when we return, we are going to go ahead and talk about our good friends or maybe not over in Russia who have been responsible for one of the biggest problems that seem to be coming back up again and that is sandworm and it, it is coming up in just a moment All right, folks. Uh, Welcome back to the program. Let's get right on started. Nick will be in and out of the office, but we're just going to push on. I call this, What is Going on with Sandworm? Background. The following book review of Sandworm comes from the blog this is also linked within the show notes which will be a part of the blog and yes I know I still have to put up last week's show on the blog I've just been relatively busy sorry about that EMHS will get updated and so will the blog I promise you so I'll take the opportunity while Nick has to step away and read the review and then we're going to get into the major topic now. Young so I wrote hello everyone on February 2nd 2023 I posted to this blog my next read Sandworm I, re- I recently finished it and boy was it good The book is 42 chapters and an epilogue. You can check out the resources and even the bibliography if you wish. The book defines several different terms like zero day, rootkit, and others. The main portion of the book talks about the Russia-Ukraine conflict and what Russia supposedly has done to Ukraine. This was interesting as some of the things talked about, like Mimi Cats, Olympic Destroyer, and others, were big topics on programs like Security Now. It talked about the multiple blackouts that Ukraine had in power and other internet troubles through the years this was especially interesting because some of the current war uh, some of the current war they're dealing with their some of the same things alright maybe I screwed up there but Some things of the current war. Alright, well... Alright, can't do anything about that now. I just realized what I was trying to say. And I can't go back now and deal. The difference between now and then... Was the devastation... And rippling effect... Of the internet attacks... Back then. And the book... I'm adding this... The book does cover a large amount of various things continuing reading while Ukraine has had more problems in this war they're fighting now it seems as though it wasn't so bad as it could have been unless Russia is still developing something we don't know about yet Andy Greenberg's writing and explanations of what took place was quite fascinating. We learn that sandworm was actually developed in 2009 and, in conjunction with mimi cats and other tools, became a powerhouse of an attack vector that could, in theory, Could be used anywhere. The book itself is roughly 345 pages, and I did skip the references, but did read the bibliography. Some of the books mentioned I've read, including Countdown to Zero Day, StocksNet, and the the Launch of the World's First Digital Weapon. There are a few others, but I didn't include every single book I read. I'm wondering, I write, who will pick up this story as the publication of this book was in 2019. I recently spotted an article about Sandworm through CyberScoop, I believe, and they're still out there. If you're new to cybersecurity, this might be the book you want to start with. It isn't too technical, and I believe it describes what's going on quite well. You can find Samwer through a link I'll provide on the blog or through Bookshare if you have an account with them. It's also available through Apple Books. If you wish to use that service as well. It won't surprise me if it was available at the library and you can borrow it through there. The price of the print digital copy is $14.95 with the audio version $16.95 through Kindle or other services. I honestly hope that you'll check this book out. It does explain a lot of what's going on with the cyber warfare we're hearing about either in the tech press or even in your local news. Let me know what you think. Did you read the book? What did you think of it? Let's discuss the book right here. And of course, if you have read the book and you want to talk about it, I would love to have you on our podcast where you can have your say. Nick said that he started the book and he was talking a little bit earlier about uh, what he has thought of the book. I know Our DJ Terry has read a good portion of the book, and he left me voice messages and was commenting on things he saw. But, you know, I I think this is, you know, between this and Zero Day, uh, these have got to be the books you should start with because they're not technical, but they talk about things that could happen or are happening. so that is the review I wrote on sandworm now for what's new and uh, I did break this up into a new page because it would have been on line 22 of the uh, of the prior page so I just went ahead and... Broke it there. The article for discussion is titled... Russia Sandworm Hackers... Blamed... In Fresh Ukraine... Malware Attack... Which comes from CyberScoop. Mind you, I read this in January... And it's never too late to talk about something like this... Because we don't know exactly what's going on. There could be a a, a break... It seems to me there, there was a break, or we just don't know what they've been up to, but uh, I spotted this one, and I thought, you know, they've been around for a long time, and uh, sounds like they aren't going anywhere. The first paragraph talks about sandworm and even links to their tag within their site. As you'll learn when you read the book, they're part of the GRU, otherwise known as the Russian Main Intelligence Directorate. The name of this new attack vector... Is named Swift Slicer. And both S's are capitalized. So Swift Slicer. As the investigation in January started, they found that as it was a wiper attack that failed maybe its attack that failed and linked it back to the group and i believe this they started this in 22 i think i saw i sort of remember seeing a 2022 but i know this article was written in 23 A portion of the paragraph mentions the wiper as Katie wiper, or Caddy wiper. That's C-A-D-D-Y wiper. The C is capitalized and the W is capitalized. That says Caddy wiper is one of roughly... 10 unique wipers deployed against Ukrainian targets during the war. Sentinel Labs, Tom Hagel, senior threat researcher with Sentinel Labs, told Cyberscoop. Now, Sentinel Labs is, is a research company, capital S and capital L respectively S E N T I N E L common spelling for labs Later on Industroyer was used in a wiper malware attack against the Ukrainian energy facilities I Think my podcast talked about it or or if we didn't talk about it we blogged it I-N-D-U-S T-R-O-Y-E-R According to the book, this is not the first time Russia has knocked out power to the country and it may not be the last. Now, From what I remember of the book, Ukraine was so used to this that it could take them a little bit, go over to the switching stations and turn them on. But could you imagine if they targeted us in the United States with the stuff they're targeting Ukraine with? I just don't understand what their motive is. Or maybe they don't have one. They just want to start pissing people off or something. I don't know but I'm a little worried because Russia seems to me even when I've read the book that all they want to do is cause some sort of trouble. Any type of trouble they can get their paws on. Oh, and by the way, they have said repeatedly that we didn't do that. We had nothing to do with that. Why would we take out the Olympics? Or why would we want to take out the water, or the electricity, whatever they're getting accused of? Every publication I've ever read said that they, somebody said, we didn't do it. Kind of reminds me of that uh, Shaggy song, It Wasn't Me. Well, if it wasn't Russia or the GRU or anybody else who developed it. Then who was it? There are people that are more qualified who investigated this more than I
4: seventeen notifications. Now count higher two time MDA champ. Former Lakers big man Mark Benson will be the new
0: coach. I don't get it. Our next paragraph is a quote. The use of Golang uh, for the wiper is an interesting choice, perhaps indicating further experimentation and efficiency in the attack process, Hegel said. The use of Go is Quickly on the rise as we see many APTs increasingly use it. So, first of all, Golang, G O L A N G. Go is a particular type of programming language, just like C, C++. languages, is an HTML like Cobalt, which uh, is used for form processors. Not to be confused with Cobalt Strike, which is a piece of malware. But, oh, by the way, there is Swift for iOS, but I think they're targeting Windows machines. And there may be other programming languages I'm missing, but you have the idea. Go has many benefits for malware developers, he said, including ease of cross uh, 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 complications, a complication which is likely a particular interest to Sandworm. I didn't know Go was... uh, a multi uh, platform thing but as you heard with Max Euler they could in theory let's say come out with malware that could affect both Windows and Mac And let's just say that they could, in theory, call it a password stealer. And let's say that it works similar to Mac Stealer, but instead of it being Mac Stealer, <coughs> which was apparently just a one app off, they could, in theory, do something else and make it cross platform. An executable for this a DMG for Linux I believe it is and then whatever Apple runs I forget oh and don't forget the AP case for Android too this could get very dangerous I'm not looking forward to that. Wow. Email iMessage J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R at 986themix.com Text or WhatsApp 804-442-6975 The unit will likely continue developing new attacks as the war drags on. Regal uh, Hegel added I estimate We'll see Increasing Desperate and Faster packed Campaigns occur As western Support for Ukraine Expands And That is where I end the topic in our notes because there's a lot of linked content that makes it hard to cover this so this is Going to be huge. If this continues, then we have got bigger problems. Because not only could they use it on Ukraine. But they could be keeping this stuff and if they really felt threatened they could target anybody they want. <clears throat> and remember that a portion of the East Coast was was blacked out. And I believe that was 2018. If memory serves and I could be corrected if I'm wrong. But they could send this to any particular energy company and get them to open it and get a foothold in their company and do what they're good at. I don't know about you all, but this is going to get very interesting. So, yeah, I don't see anybody emailing any comments in at the moment if you're listening on the stream, but if you happen to listen to this, on Friday's Blue Streak program or Monday's uh, International Friends program, you're welcome to email me. And let me know what you think. Because this is definitely something that we must keep our fingers crossed for, that this doesn't eventually happen to us. probably just the beginning of something that we'll have to keep our eyes on now I know Nick needed to step away and he's probably listening and if he doesn't come back to speak then um, that's okay. But besides the continual attacks and the ransomware, we actually have a bigger thing that I heard from the folks over at Cybercrime Radio. And I decided that I'm gonna play it as part of the program and I Must find it. Because, oh, here we are, here we are, here we are. This isn't necessarily cyber related, although bullying can have multiple forms. And what you're about to hear is a 4-minute piece. It's either 4 or 5 minutes from the folks over at Cyberwire magazine or Cybercrime magazine. Because not only do we have this to worry about, but there are also other things to worry about, and I meant to put this at the end, and I did this on purpose. I said I was going to do this either on the podcast or what have you, but I've decided to do this for the room, too. So, we're going to talk a little bit about cyberbullying, because... It can, It's basically bullying online. And that's sort of what we've been dealing with. If you think about you know, ransomware and phishing, it's people getting you to do something. Although cyberbullying can, in fact, be more dangerous than just your typical cybercrime, like getting somebody to pay crypto. But in theory, it's all in the same, because you're using the same technology. So the file... Update the death of Adriana Cush. Or Kutch. It's featuring Steve Morgan from Cybersecurity Ventures who makes Cybercrime magazine. And I think it fits because you think Russia's bad. You think What we're starting to hear with China is bad. But I think we're going to end this program with this discussion and if Nick comes back he can talk about this or anything else he wants to talk about before we say goodbye. Because I know he stepped away. But here we go.
4: For WCYB Digital Radio, I'm Paul John Spaulding. Here was Steve Morgan, the editor in chief of Cybercrime magazine. According to Fox News, a 14-year-old girl, Adriana Kutch, from New Jersey, ended her life after a disturbing video of girls viciously beating her up in the high school's hallways circulated online. Steve, this is an incredibly heartbreaking story. Maybe you could just give me some of your thoughts
3: this is a really difficult one Paul it, it makes you know what we do really hard because you can't ignore this you have to speak about it you have to you know try to be part of the solution but really as you say just so heartbreaking I have kids and to see what this, you know, poor young girl went through and ultimately lost her life and her father, her family. It's just really hard to put in words how it, I feel about it on a personal level. So I guess let's just talk about this from the standpoint of cyberbullying which is criminal behavior, you know, at some level I guess it gets into well, how old are people, but this is a situation where this poor young girl suffered immensely because a TikTok video was taken of her being beat up in school. If that wasn't enough, to torture for her she had to then be subject to constant taunting and teasing from the student body or a lot of the students at her school and this was taking place online via tiktok snapchat and instagram
4: i think the really heartbreaking part of this is of course i mean it's terrible that adriana was bullied physically beat up it was on film but that it took on a life of its own when it hit the Internet, really. And it, as you say, those social media platforms it kind of amplified it beyond an already horrible situation.
3: It did. I don't think a lot of kids realize how harmful this behavior is. You know, you're teasing, you're taunting, but it causes, you know, great emotional pain. You put a video out and people are watching you and this poor girl couldn't stop it. It's like worse than being beat up and it's nonstop and it doesn't go away. And apparently she just reached a point where she didn't know what to do and ultimately took her life. This is why, you know, so many parents, myself included, have concerns about social media and in particular, you know, TikTok and Snapchat.
4: Yeah. Steve,
3: before we go, one thing I
4: just want to mention is for anyone out there experiencing bullying, you can go to stopbullying.gov. You can call 911 if there has been a crime or someone is at immediate risk of harm, or you can talk to someone by calling or texting 988, and that is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Steve, thank you for joining me for this episode. I'm I'm sorry it's such a somber topic, but I think it's important to highlight.
3: You know, Paul, before we go, I just want to reach out here. I hope, you know, we're reaching people, educators in particular, principals of high schools. I think that every high school in our country and really globally should read this news story and play video clips for the students. And I think that the word needs to get out. Everybody needs to know about this. You know, at that high school, Paul, Apparently, Adriana's father had said that this wasn't the first situation, that there'd been a lot of cyberbullying going on. And I just read that the superintendent of that school district stepped down and it had to do with this incident. But I think we need more awareness, you know. I remember being at mad meetings, mothers against drunk driving. They were very effective when my kids first started to drive and they had these programs at the local high school and people would come in, mothers in particular, and share these heartbreaking stories to, you know, get the message across to young people, you know, who are, you know, just getting their driver's licenses and starting to drive. And I think that this cyber bullying story should be out in the wild at every high school in our country.
4: Steve, thank you again for joining. I appreciate you sharing those thoughts, and it does come from a unique perspective. You do have some kids, and that certainly changes how you think about this. Yeah, thank you, Paul. To follow all of our media, go to cybercrimemagazine.com.
0: So, while this is a little sad, you start young right you were a bully in school then you do stuff like that now you've got the internet and then if it's not dealt with then you could get into the things like Russia and other countries where they'll just get into things and make make life difficult we are giving credit to cybercrime magazine but i think that is well worth playing because it is true today It is true what we're dealing with. If you have thoughts, feel free to contact me. And if you're in the room and you're in the audience, which I did see somebody here, but they're not now. We have people come and go. They can listen. They don't have to raise their hands. But I think this goes hand in hand with what we're talking about. You know, Look at all the news. Look at all the malware. Look at the ransomware. Look at what's going on around you. I heard that very piece I just played you, and I thought, you know? If we're going to tell people that this is not something you should get into, i.e. developing malware, this is perfect. Innocent videos killing people. Because they can't stop the video from being posted anywhere. And this isn't just a TikTok problem. (coughs) This is bigger than TikTok. It just happened to be there. I don't know if Nick is back and is able to say anything about any of these, so I'll give him a moment to unmute and talk about either the uh, featured topic or what we just played. But that was the last item I wanted to play today. And we'll have more on the blog throughout the next few days, including our catch-up of podcasts. And uh, I'll be releasing a tech podcast. I've given them enough time. I did listen to a uh, a webinar that I'm that I want to release. I just haven't released it yet. I've been busy. So I'll give Nick uh, a chance to uh, come back if he's able to and and talk about anything he wishes from the topic to the the cyberbullying and whatnot. I'm not hearing him, so he may not be available. And that is going to be okay. If anybody else has any comments that they would like me to air, they can email me right now at jaredrimer at 986 com. if you're listening live. And if you want them read. I will read them. And these topics are big. If you don't deal with the overall problem. And maybe some of these cyber criminals. Who developed this stuff. Maybe they were bullied when they were younger. They're trying to take out their anger they're trying to yeah i know some countries may not be the best to live in because you know working may not pay a whole lot or they can't find a job and this is the best they can get i get it but let's make sure it's not because you're being cyber bullied or bullied in any kind that's why I thought about playing that last piece today was for that very reason
4: of Mexican in Los Angeles Attention.
0: I don't see any comments that are coming in from anybody. Let's go ahead and check in and see what's going to come up next week. So we've done this. So next week. Mimic Ransomware. Abusing everything. And yes, I do mean everything. and we'll be making sure we get the rooms set up and then I'm going to make sure we get some more rooms looked at because we've got plenty of other topics coming up well I don't have any other things to play so we are going to go ahead and get some tunes in here and call it a show And uh, we'll come back with another edition of the program next week. Again, contact me. Email imessage, J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R mix dot com. Text or WhatsApp, 804 442 6975. You can follow me on Mastodon at J R I M E R 2023 at Tweezcake.social and follow our parent radio station, 986 The Mix, at Tweezcake.social. And I will now tell you what we're going to play for our tunes. Because we'll play a set of five. This way people can relax. They can hang out. They'll have time to send in any comments if they wish. But we are going to end with these tracks. The Clubhouse Room won't get the tracks, but the podcast will. We have Crystal Clear by Optimal Tunes from the 2011 album shake it from Magnatune. Borderline by Paolo Pavan from the 2016 album Lines from Magnatune. It Leads You to Another by Peggy Dequisnau from the 2012 album, Old Friends from Magnetune. Phil Ray and Hellzauber from their 2011 album, which is Hellzober. We're going to play the title track. And Phil Ray is one of these that plays uh, films for movies that may not exist. And of course, our final track is going to be our typical track that usually ends the program. I don't have a year for this, but it's Queen's Greatest Hits album, and it's track number three, Another One Bites the Dust. Giving Nick one last chance, if he's able to. I know that he's... uh, stepped out of the office for the moment but I'm giving him one last chance or anybody else that came in a club or or came in a clubhouse that wants to raise their hand for now or hold your peace going once going twice okay i don't know if i'm audible at all you are go ahead i was about to say gone but go ahead please oh, perfect timing
1: Okay, so first of all, I'm going to get headphones, because otherwise echo is going to be intolerable. Um, but what I wanted to say, uh, first of all, I agree with pretty much everything you said, because I caught basically all the show while I was stepping away. But I think I do have an answer about what they're trying to do, what Sandworm is trying to do by attacking utilities they're trying to not only defeat ukraine militarily they're also trying to cripple the country and then basically basically cause mass chaos panic and surrender that's just my thought
0: okay and what about our final piece with the death of the 14-year-old and cyberbullying? It's got to start somewhere. And of course, cyberbullying was known as bullying way back, uh, you know, when we were in school before the internet became what it is now. And that uh, video on TikTok,
1: right? That is just uh, dark beyond belief. And I mean, that just if we. Couldn't stand TikTok before. I mean, like you said, why why in the world would we, would we want an app like that?
0: But video before TikTok was a thing. Videos like that story could have been uploaded to YouTube or Facebook.
1: This is true.
0: But when I heard that last night, my first thought was, "You have to be kidding me."
2: Unfortunately, because I
0: remember reading cyberbullying cases mm-hmm. where videos were uploaded to Facebook.
1: Oh my gosh, that's true.
0: And somebody was found hung. Right.
1: I think it's just if we didn't know this before, I think that this story underscores this point. The Internet, while it's so convenient and great for so many things is also an incredibly dangerous place because things like that are so much easier than they would have been say 40 50 years ago when that type of technology didn't exist
0: well it was even harder to do it back then because all you had was your you know your video camera you know your you know big lens you know video camera right they're not going to they're not going to try and distribute it that way. Yeah, no way. But say 20 years ago. Call it 10 years well, ago. Yeah.
1: I'd say maybe 20 years ago was starting to be born, this sort of thing. But yes, by 10 years ago, it's heartbreaking to say this, but these kinds of stories were more common by then, I believe.
0: You can look up cyberbullying. You'll find tons of news coverage on it. And we have a book. Oh. I, we've you know There are at least four books in the cyberbullying. They're not meant for EMHS. But you could find books on Bard dealing with cyberbullying. Wow. And all of them are read. Or, or a good at least the ones that sounded like they were of value like cyberbullying where your consequences um and uh, where your where your rights end and your consequences begin talks about every chapter has a true story of somebody who did bullying and our good friend, Matthew Wiegman, who was pod, part of podcast 62 of, T, of uh, uh, this tech podcast of mine, uh, he was chapter five of that book. Wow. Um, there's a book up on Bard talking about cyber bullying and disabilities. That I read. So I'm not going to publish those for EMHS, but you've got to start, you've got to start somewhere. Right. And as I said earlier, you know, these malware writers probably had a rough life.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing
0: so. And they're just out to get revenge. And what was the name of that book uh, I'm reading now? Uh, I forget its name at the moment. It talks about uh, one of the investigators.
1: Oh, which one? Hmm, now I'm trying to remember. He grew up
0: in Russia. Oh. Moved around the country. And now he's a, a law enforcement agent. Wow. It isn't that Tracer's in the Dark, is it? Yes, yes, I believe it is. Oh, it it is is. that? Okay. Mm -hmm. And he was the one that helped crack Ross Ulbricht. Wow. Which is part one of that very book.
1: Good to know.
0: Part two covers uh, which I'm still in the midst of cover cover several different uh, cryptocurrency um, uh, holdings, if you will, that crashed and burned. Oh. Including one who I never heard of. which was part of chapter 20 but one of them you've known of it was a big it, I don't remember its name at the moment but it was a big time one um, which is F- around it was chapter 14 or 15
1: okay yeah could have been FTX I haven't
0: uh, no F- FTX was more recent right
1: um yeah, I'd have to actually read that because yes, it's probably one of those things where when I read it it's like, "Oh, yes, I remember that one."
0: That's what I'm saying. This tells a these books tell a story. And some mm-hmm. of it might be familiar to some of you.
1: Yep, entirely possible. What else? Well, notifications. Facebook. all I really well, have to I say is... have you. All I really have to say, other than what I just said, is kind of just uh, echoing what you said. This is going to get
0: dangerous. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so.
1: I wish I had better uh, news, but yeah. I. Especially the cyberbullying. That's so easy that I. I don't want to think this, but. We're only going to see more of it because it's so easy to just whip out your phone, use one of these apps, and have a video that pretty much goes viral instantly.
0: Oh, there's one here... (coughs) I was just doing an initial search. There's one called BitFront, but that's not the one I'm looking for. Hmm. Yeah, it's bringing up current news. I'd have to go back to chapter 15 and look it up again, because it's going to be part of my... uh, Write up when I write the book review. Oh, okay. And what do you think of that whole ordeal we didn't talk about while I have you over at um, Silicon Valley Bank? Oh, good grief! Oh my gosh! Wasn't that something?
1: Yeah, that was awful to watch. Ugh.
0: I'm not finding it based on the first page of search. So, but there was a you know, big, there- a big uh, cryptocurrency exchange that ended up closing uh, about uh, somewhere between 2015 2020 which is covered in part two of this book. Oh, wow. I can't think of its name at the moment. It's yep, not coming to me either. It's not coming to me. Okay. should have written it down while I was ahead. I actually heard it while I was uh, out and about, and I went to go do something, and I stopped somewhere. And uh, I should have written it down. Oh, yeah, I was at... uh, I forget where I was, but I, I went somewhere, and I was listening to the book, and I... Should have written it down then, but it's the way it's gonna go. Right. Should have wrote down part one before I started part two, but that's okay. I remember what part one was covering anyway. It'll be okay. Okay, good. Now, Sandworm... Talk about what you've read in the book and what is of value as you start to read. I believe I've gotten through about the first three
1: to four chapters. And what I found interesting was the whole origin of the name Sandworm. Because I have to be honest, when I first saw articles about this, On the blog, I was just thinking, why in the world would they have a name like Sandworm? That doesn't make sense. But then, so far, what I've read is giving the history, you know, the origin of it. And I don't want to give too much away, but the whole idea of Sandworms, which is where this came from, is much more ancient it predates the book by decades
0: and were you surprised if you heard if you read that it start that that, that it started in 2009 actually it was cuz we didn't start hearing about it till like 13 14 15 right In the tech press, anyway. And
1: I did think it was funny, the comments about PowerPoint (laughs) that I saw in the beginning.
0: I don't remember that at the moment, but yeah. Well,
1: essentially, that it's become so big and so complex that it has its own programming language, pretty much. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah pretty much and as we covered in today's article uh go is is the uh, language of choice for it uh-huh yeah you've got quite a ways to go because we did mention Mimi cats and 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 others and you'll learn about that as the book goes on
1: oh yes much later I I'd be, on,
0: interested, yep. I'd be in, I think it's like chapter 12 13 14 is when they really start getting into a lot of history of like Mimi cats and things or, unless that started in like 1920 but you'll you'll find it and you'll like holy crap yeah I'm sure I will. I mean I read it and I like I could have just fallen over cuz I was doing a lot of reading while traveling so It is something else Oh zero I believe day it day all over again huh
1: Yep zero day all over again is right
0: I wonder if Mark's in the process of writing another uh, version of Zero Day and, like, referencing it to some of these uh, things. I should contact him and yeah, find I'm, out. Yeah.
1: That'd be an interesting question.
0: I even asked Andy Greenberg if he was going to write a. Uh, Uh, an updated version of Sandworm but I haven't gotten a response yet but maybe he is maybe he's not I know he's busy he writes for Wired so I'm not a priority so I, I completely understand
1: but he may for all we know be working on it
0: yeah Is there any final thoughts um, that you wanna mention before I play some tunes and call this a show?
1: No, I don't really think so. I think we've covered it and covered it very well.
0: Because I was giving you time to come back and see if you had any comments. So I'm glad I'm glad that you were able to make it before I said, "God!" <laughs> right before, yep. Well, no, hopefully we- everything's going well. Uh, uh, you're medically cleared to uh, to take off and uh, hopefully not have any more trouble?
1: Uh, hopefully not.
0: <laughs>
1: no, that, that wasn't why I was stepping out. That was a lot faster than that.
0: <laughs> I hear you deliveries, you know, they happen at strange times.
1: Uh, they do, and they really have been lately.
0: We'll push forward. Next week. Do you want to do you want to do you want to talk about briefly this article we're talking about next week? Well, It's been a while since I've seen it,
1: but it's essentially a new form of ransomware called Mimic. Correct. And from what I remember, like so many other things, and I know it's overwhelming and a little difficult to do that well, but we really, really might want to keep our eye on this one.
0: It'll be interesting how I write this one up, uh, because it was definitely interesting to read.
1: It was.
0: They're not going that fast, but that was loud enough I could hear that from up here.
1: Oh, yeah, but I could hear it a little bit on the broadcast, (laughs) too, and here in the room.
0: Yeah. Mimic they're probably I, it wouldn't surprise me if they started mimicking some of these things and if if that's becoming the case, oh then it's we would be really more dangerous than than sandworm yes okay. We had four total users come in and out of here. There are two active. Thanks, everyone who dropped in, who uh, who wanted to give us a listen. If you're listening on the replay, thank you so much for checking out the program. We hope that you will enjoy it. And uh, I guess we'll have to keep our fins up because... Uh, there's no way. There's no way we're gonna survive if we don't. That's true. Our fins are down. We're gonna sink. That's right. As a new security person, uh, what have you gotten out of a program like this?
1: Just really been informative to know. Just a lot of what is out there. I mean, I had a very, very, very basic grasp of it, but just going more in depth, it's eye-opening, and I would say certainly after some of the things we read, not in a good way. But it's remarkable how also how so much of this repeats itself. I mean, yes, people adapt, but it just seems like so many of the same vectors are out there. And you'd think, just given all the news coverage, all the what have you, that in 2023, some of these things, i.e. phishing emails, would be something you'd learn from. But it's... That is sometimes a bit demoralizing, I have to say.
0: And, 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 uh, as a personal opinion, do you think they cover this well in the general news when you hear, you know, something about, you know, some form of phishing attack? You know, do they cover it enough where people are going to learn something? I don't think so. I think
1: that, that, I mean, I can't remember too many times, to be honest, when I've seen news reports about phishing attacks in the mainstream news that isn't a lot of what we read here.
0: And And we've probably already covered, anyway.
1: Right, right. And not covered as well, because
0: I... I'm interested something. when that K article pops up. What you think of that? Because, uh, like, well, it could be something that I wasn't aware of. Uh, it was too short, and I don't know if they covered it very well. But I posted it to the blog, and you'll see it later because I thought, mm-hmm. hmm, this is kind of interesting. Yeah, that's the thing. In a different view of TikTok, which I think, which I think has a valid point.
1: Right, but that's the thing though At
0: the beginning of the program
1: Right, because compared to these tech articles which many of them are, I'd say, very well written and they answer a lot of the questions we might have a lot of those really short news bulletins and articles they leave a lot of questions unanswered to many of us Yeah. Now, part of me understands because you're trying to write for a much more general audience. Kim does. Oh, yes, it's true. That's true. But her focus is much more... The thing i'm talking about you know and what we are talking about with with news is just regular news that covers all the politics and what have you and that kind of thing like a ransomware attack attack kind of gets lost in there i mean yes it's covered but maybe not very well
0: Yeah. By the way. Mhm. I know it's a little old, and I sent you this. Can you believe who boosted the? Post dealing with the cancer patients suing. I. From that blog post on the 19th. That is amazing
1: to me. And it's also surprising given that that's not the first thing that said <clears throat> individual has boosted that is cybersecurity related. in the past few weeks yeah
0: oh yeah and you know my you know my Mastodon's going ape
1: oh I bet especially as we come closer to April 1st
0: oh yeah just had to throw that at you yeah I sent that to you. Oh, I saw that and I.
1: I was quite surprised.
0: So was I. And what was the other thing I sent you just. Was it this morning or was it la- yesterday? Um, Use there the were several things yesterday. Here it is. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh. Oh no, this this was okay. This one, this one isn't tech related. Okay, the one I sent yesterday. Which one? Uh, the about somebody eating dinner and whining because they couldn't find a movie, which then I saw they did, they were able to buy it from YouTube for about six dollars.
1: Oh, I did see that post. Yes. I get it that you're frustrated that it's difficult to find a movie, but...
0: Oh, there is one other thing I did see boosted from said person. Uh Uh-huh. Boosting another one. And I did post this on the blog. It said if your legacy verified user of Twitter, beware a phishing uh, email is playing on the news that unver- that verified users will lose their marks on April 1st. And there was an image and, and I, I asked ice. on the blog post if anybody could spot what was wrong besides the obvious. Um, I'm not sure if
1: some things in the image didn't show correctly, because I thought I saw
0: something like San Francisco GA. It's like, what? You did. You did. What? (laughs) San Francisco GA. (laughs) That's... In terms of... S-E-R-V-I-C. Oh. And look at the address. Oh, securely. S-E-C-U-R-L-Y. <laughs> yeah, okay. Nice
1: misspelling.
0: T-U-I-T-E-R. Oh.
2: <laughs> what the...
0: Like I said, you should look at the blog post. Because uh, I posted the whole thing. If you didn't get the whole thing through text, that is one of the It says strange... something like phishing email. Uh, the phishing has begun on Twitter or something.
1: It did. Uh huh. That is one of the strangest interpretations of how to spell Twitter that I've ever heard.
0: And I bet you people are going to fall for it.
1: Unfortunately, yes. They're going to see, Oh my gosh, I'm about to lose my verification! And then they'll click on it, and next thing you know, their account is compromised.
0: Isn't that another one of those best email ever's? yes but yes according to that now now I've learned
1: um, I'll have to go see if I can find anybody who lives there that there's a San Francisco,
0: Georgia okay I'll have to find out yeah, might want
1: to visit San Francisco, Georgia one of these days
0: yeah me too I'll, <laughs> I'll fly with you sounds fun (laughs) but yeah uh, if we're going to end on an interesting note let's end with that I think so it's
1: a much lighter note and better way to end the show I think
0: but yeah you remember that blog post right
1: I do remember it though yes (laughs)
0: yes so there's actually two boosts of security stuff so maybe somebody's actually starting to wake up a little hey it's very possible I must be doing my job I think so it's a slow painful process but uh, I don't mind a little
1: I don't mind either
0: Well, I guess we'll see if you fall over as you continue to read Sandworm.
1: Oh, I might.
0: If I hear you fall over, I'll know why. (laughs) Yep. well thank you as always for coming on I know you you made it back before I pushed the buttons yep yeah. and um yes I know I'm getting a phone call and I know who's calling me but they'll just have to wait um any final thoughts before we push the buttons I don't think so I think we've covered it Then we will push some buttons, play some tunes I've already mentioned, and Nick, that car must be yours, because it'll be time to get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you next week. All right, see you then, everyone.